You're listening to Simply the Best Sports Take, the best podcast breaking down the best stuff in sports with host Sean Bingham. His takes are so good, he dropped the mic, but then you wouldn't be able to hear him, and that would suck. Welcome into STB Sports Take, Simply the Best Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bingham. Thank you for being here. Whatever platform you are watching on, listening on, thank you. Please subscribe. We, of course, are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Everywhere you get your podcasts, we are there. Thank you guys for being here. Um, lot to talk about today. It's been a good week. It's been a fun week. I'm going to do these every Monday. That's kind of the new trend every single Monday. I've been doing them every Monday for a while. I was also trying to do them like every Thursday and for a while even every day. But um, launching a company and it's taken up a lot of time and i got to make it the top priority. Tripio, by the way. That's the shameless plug that sits here every day. I'm sure you've seen that for a while. Uh, that's the company I'm soon launching. Uh, it's been under works for a while. You can check out the app um, when it comes out. For now, you can check out the website to view the app, uh, kind of what it looks like, I mean. It's just tripioapp.com. But um, every Monday, you can plan on these, and I'll make sure they're good, make sure they're fun. I really enjoy doing it. So, again, thank you for subscribing. Please share it with your friends, things like that. But um, going to talk immediately about fantasy football. It is uh, currently almost 5 o'clock on Monday afternoon, coming into the evening. And by the time I get this out, it'll probably be close to six because it'll take me 30 minutes to sit here and talk and then I got to upload it and all that stuff. So we'll be right at kickoff of Monday Night Football by the time this gets out. And I have a big game because in fantasy, I don't know how many of you play fantasy uh, out there, but um, you can relate. Um, It's playoff time. Well, it's coming down to playoff time. This is the last game of the regular season for us. And I'm in a nail biter. And if I win, I'm in the playoffs. If I lose... I'm probably not because I'll probably lose the tiebreaker to another guy in my league. So, um, very interesting stuff. And I had, you know, I'm a big Washington football team fan. And I have McLaurin on my team as a receiver, uh, Scary Terry. And he freaking had zero catches for zero yards yesterday against the Cowboys. And Washington loses. They made a just a fantastic comeback, made it interesting. Had that fumble towards the end of the game that kind of cut the comeback short. But McLaurin gets zero catches, zero yards. And ironically, I thought about benching him because of Diggs, of course, um, as a stellar corner there for Dallas. I even thought about picking up Dallas's defense, but my pride, my fandom wouldn't allow me to pick up Dallas's defense or bench McLaurin. Turns out I should have done both because I would have gotten 28 points out of Dallas's defense and I got zero out of um, Scary Terry. And I could have had 15 out of some other guys. I have Chase Claypool. Um, I have Brandon Cooks. They got 13 and 15 respectively. Um, I have Jarvis Landry. He got like 11. So I would have won. I would have wrapped up the playoffs. I probably would have actually moved up to the five seed instead of the six. Um, right now I'm looking to hang on to the six seed where I'm sitting. So interesting stuff there. I'll keep you posted. Let you know how it goes. Um, been a fun, fun year in fantasy. But... Um, as with everybody, you know, injuries have not been in my favor from time to time. But I do want to talk a lot about the NFL still. A lot of, lot of NFL stuff. I want to talk about who should win the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. We know who that is. Um, and then also who's going to win the Super Bowl, stuff like that. So let's start with the fun one. Well, actually, let's start with the obvious one. The obvious one is Micah Parsons at Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, this guy is unbelievable. Like, he is dominating. He is shredding offenses apart. 
He can drop back in coverage. He can play linebacker and get a ton of tackles, rack those up. He can be a pass rusher, and he can you know get you. He's got what twelve and a half sacks, I think. Pro Football Focus rated him the best pass rusher in football. There's been huge debates about it all over the major networks. And here's my take on it: um, Is he the best pass rusher? We don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe it looks like if he was a full-time pass rusher because they've got him kind of playing. Not quite a Taysom Hill on defense, but similar where they've got him doing a lot of different things instead of just specializing in one being pass rushing. And of the guys in the top, uh, the top ten in sacks, he's he has the most tackles to go with that, which is significant because that, that shows how much he's not just pass rushing, right? So um, on the season, let's see here total sacks, Micah Parsons. Uh, ranks seventh okay he has 12 not 12 and a half I saw I thought it was 12 and a half but it's 12 but ironically he has the most yards lost in those sacks of anybody I think in the entire NFL yeah he is number one in yards lost in those sacks which is a very good stat uh, he's seventh in sacks but again of the top 10 he has the most tackles by far he has 75 tackles the next most is right behind him, Harold Landry III, with 63 tackles and 11 sacks. So he he's just, you know he he's got more tackles than T.J. Watt, more tackles than Miles Garrett, more yards lost on their sacks, even though those guys have four and three more sacks respectively. But here's a big thing. Here's a big difference. Defenses aren't keyed on him like they are on Aaron Donald, on T.J. Watt, on Miles Garrett. Uh, those guys are seeing double teams regularly. Aaron Donald is seeing a double team on almost every snap. That's not the case for Micah Parsons. So it's hard for me to say that he's the best pass rusher or the defensive player of the year, knowing that defenses aren't game planning, or excuse me, offenses aren't game planning against him. Offensive lines aren't game planning against him quite like they are against an Aaron Donald or a TJ Watt um or uh, a Miles Garrett. And so if they were, I mean, because that's what makes like Steph Curry and and uh, Kevin Durant, that's what makes their 30 points a game so much more impressive is that the defenses are, defenses are completely focused on them, trying to stop them or slow them down, and they can't do it. That's also the case for Aaron Donald. That's also the case for TJ Watt. Um, it's not the case for Micah Parsons. He's a rookie. You know, he's proven to be a phenomenal player. He will win defensive player of the year at some point in his career. I don't think this is the year. Um, he did have a big game against the, against my Washington football team yesterday, you know, with the strip sack, um, that led to a, to a touchdown. Um, but again, 12 sacks is behind, you know, it, it's seventh. It's really good. It's seventh. His tackles, uh, 75, is more than everybody ahead of him in sacks, which shows that he can do both. Um, but T.J. Watt has four pass deflections. He has 16 sacks, and he still has 48 tackles. And he has 16 tackles for loss. Micah Parsons does have 17 tackles for loss. Like, he's clearly there. So Micah Parsons, by the way, has three forced fumbles. T.J. Watt has four forced fumbles. T.J. Watt has two fumble recoveries. Micah Parsons has uh, zero fumble recoveries. And so I get it. I get that there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of recency bias with Micah Parsons. Oh my gosh, look what he's doing. He for sure is defensive rookie of the year. I think defensive player of the year, barring anything crazy in these last few games, 
has already been wrapped up by T.J. Watt. He's leading the league in sacks. He's leading the league in forced fumbles. Or excuse me, I think he's second in forced fumbles. Let me see, actually. I don't know if I can sort it that way. I can't. But I'm pretty sure he's second in forced fumbles. Yeah, he is. So Joey Bosa has five forced fumbles, and T.J. Watt has four. So Joey Bosa is ahead of him there. But um, So again, he's second in forced fumbles. He's first in sacks. And from what I can see, he's also first, tied for first. Nope, he's going to be second. Second or third or fourth or fifth. Never mind. I was going to say in passes deflected, but there's other guys. There's there's a handful of guys. I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five guys ahead of him in passes deflected. So he's sixth. Sixth in passes deflected. Second in forced fumbles. First in sacks. That's a big deal, especially when the defenses are completely, the offenses, I keep saying that, the offensive lines are completely focused on stopping you, and they can't do it. So to me, T.J. Watt is the defensive player of the year. Micah Parsons should finish probably second or third, um, and I think you'll see him win one very soon. But he can do it all. He can do it all. And maybe for that reason alone, he'll get some votes even this year because he can do it all. And because he can do it all, he's very difficult to game plan against. You know, this is the argument for him. It's hard to game plan for a guy when you, when you just don't know. Is he going to be rushing? Is he going to be dropping back into coverage? Is he going to be kind of, you know, hanging out as an inside linebacker waiting to to stop crossing routes and running plays? What's what is his goal or what is his role on any given snap? It changes from snap to snap. That makes him impossible to game plan against. That makes him worthy of some votes for Defensive Player of the Year. This year, um, I just don't think you're going to see him get it. I think you're going to see T.J. Watt get it, and I think you'll see Micah Parsons obviously get Defensive Rookie of the Year. I think he could stop playing the next several games, and he'd still get it, and rightfully so. Um, The guy's a beast, and I hate to admit it because I don't like the Cowboys, but the guy's an absolute beast, and um, they've they've got some good defensive players in this year's draft, man. Um, so kudos to them, kudos to Micah Parsons, but anyway, okay, moving on. So that's defensive rookie of the year and also, um, uh, defensive player of the year. I'm going to say TJ Watt for defensive player of the year, Micah Parsons, defensive rookie of the year, probably finishing a close second or third in defensive player of the year, uh, for offensive rookie of the year. To me, Jamar Chase was running away with this at first, but these last several weeks, he slowed down. He had that catch yesterday. I don't know if you saw the game, but he had a catch yesterday in the end zone that looked like just this spectacular diving touchdown. And they called it a touchdown. And then you see a def- different angle on the review. And right away, I was like, that's not a touchdown. I was watching it with my nephews. And I was like, guys, this is going to get called back. I mark my words, this is getting called back. And that was before they showed the obvious angle. And then they showed that obvious angle. And it's like, okay, there's no way that's a touchdown. Called back. I kind of wish you would have caught that one because it feels like he's been in a little bit of a slump. Um, he got out to like, I don't remember exactly, so don't even quote me on this, but I know he got out to a very fast start. Like he, he had 700 plus yards in his first seven games or something. And since then, he's only he's had like half that many or something, right? Not playing as well. I still think you're seeing him at the top of the list along with Najee Harris. And I think Harris will probably win it. I think he probably should. And just looking at the stats right now and that, so kind of give you an idea of what they're each doing. Um... So for uh, Jamar Chase, he's actually fifth in the NFL in uh, receiving yards with 1,035, 17.3 yards per catch. Um, So he's fifth in total yards, 
And in yards per catch, eh, that's kind of a difficult one because you get guys that have caught one ball for 50 yards and stuff. So I'm not going to worry about where he places there. But fifth in, in total yards, he has 10 receiving touchdowns, which I think there's only two guys ahead of him, each with 11. Yeah, Cooper Cup and Mike Evans are the only guys ahead of him. Um, who, they each have 11. So he's one off pace for most touchdown catches on the season. He's fifth, So he's third in touchdown catches, fifth in yards. And so it's going to be very difficult for somebody to to pass him, in my opinion, um, for Offensive Rookie of the Year. But if anybody could do it, it's Najee Harris. Because one, Jamar Chase is trending downward. The other, Najee Harris, is trending upward. Najee Harris, he's Pittsburgh running back. He is sixth in the NFL in, in yards, total yards rushing, 873. Uh, but he's only averaging 3.7 yards per carry. And to me... That's going to be a little bit of a ding in his on on his resume. Um, he does have six touchdowns, uh, but he does also have. Let me see how many fumbles he has. No, he has zero fumbles, zero fumbles, zero fumbles, and six touchdowns uh, to go with 873 yards. So that's a guy who's right there, um, right there with Jamar Chase. You know, to me, it's going to be one of those two. And by the way, I got a little distracted there for a second because I'm looking at Derrick Henry who hasn't played in several weeks because of uh, season-ending injury, he's still fourth in the NFL in total yards rushing. Fourth. He hasn't played in weeks. That guy was having an MVP season. We're going to get to MVP right now, but that guy was having an MVP season, and ah, you hate to see it. I was talking about this, this with my nephews yesterday too. I feel like Tennessee just used him too much. The body can only handle so much, and when you're getting the ball like 30 times a game, which he was, your body just can't keep up with that. That's why I think it's smart when when teams do kind of a dual, especially if you're a run-dominant team, like, say, for instance, the Cleveland Browns, where they run quite a bit, but they've got Nick Chubb and they have Kareem Hunt, and even those guys have been out with injuries, both of them. Um then they have like Dearness Johnson as their third. I mean, look how good they are at running. I know three of their running backs. Um, and so I think that's kind of a smarter play because it can help guys' careers last longer. It can make sure they don't get hurt uh, at critical moments in the season. I mean, the Titans with Derrick Henry are honestly Super Bowl contenders. Without him, they have a losing record and they'll probably lose in the first round of the playoffs. So he was absolutely MVP candidate, probably the MVP front runner as a running back. Um, for me, but with him out, so let's just dive into to MVP. So again, for Offensive Rookie of the Year, to me it's Jamar Chase or Najee Harris. I'm still giving a slight edge to Jamar Chase, but he's got to pick it back up these last few games and have at least you know a couple more touchdowns, three or four more touchdowns, hopefully, and another one or two hundred yard receiving games. But okay, as far as uh, MVP goes, and I like to look up the odds. You know, you can. See the betting betting line here. Um, and Tom Brady is the runaway favorite for MVP this year so far. Um, his game yesterday didn't hurt him at all. He had that uh, overtime win over the Bills. Bills made a fantastic comeback, made it interesting, goes into overtime, and uh, Tom Brady ends up throwing a game-winning touchdown in overtime. Um, but right now, he's the, he's the odds-on favorite with Aaron Rodgers and then Kyler Murray behind him. Both of those guys having stellar seasons, all three of their teams playing really, really well. But to me, it is Tom Brady right now. It just is. Um, and I've heard people, I always hear the argument about, oh, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers can do this and Tom Brady can't. And who cares? Like, 
just look at the results that each of them get. Whose results do you want? Tom Brady's 10 times out of 10. Okay. Um, and so looking at this, Tom Brady is nearly a thousand yards ahead of Aaron Rodgers in yards passing. Nearly 1,000. The guy is 44. He's 44. The amount of respect I have for Tom Brady, and if you're not watching Man in the Arena, you need to watch it. It's incredible. It's on ESPN+. Plus. I think they've had four episodes out so far. I've watched all four of them. They're every Tuesday, and so the next one should be tomorrow. And they're incredible. They're so good. And they're not as good as don't don't get your hopes up for a you know the caliber of show that we had with uh, Michael Jordan's The Last Dance about a year and a half ago because it's not to that level, but it is very very good, um, especially episode four where it talks about the the year the Patriots went sixteen and zero and then they were eighteen and zero headed into the Super Bowl lose to the Giants and. You know, they've got, uh, I'm spacing his name right now because I'm putting myself on the spot, but um, the the main linebacker, the main defensive end for the Giants, uh, Michael Strahan. So they have Michael Strahan and Tom Brady talking about, you know, just basically recapping the game. I mean, I could have sat and listened to them talk about that game for another hour. It was so good. So, so good. So you got to watch it. But the guy's 44 doing this, and I just turned 40 a few months ago. And I'm playing like rec league basketball, okay? And I'm like a shell of myself in rec league basketball. And I'm in pretty good shape still. But I think about that, okay? That like at age 40, I can like do the tiniest little fraction on the basketball court that I used to be able to do. And then I think of Tom Brady, four years older than me, winning Super Bowls. It's, it's, It's truly like unheard of what he's doing. But he's mentally so freaking good at football that he beats people with his mind and with his arm um, because his arm talent is still elite. But after his mind and his arm, his athletic ability is horrendous. But he's so elite mentally and his arm talent that he still just gets it done. So he's leading the league in total yards passing uh, with Derek Carr behind him. I think he's leading the league in touchdowns. Let me double check here. He is. He's leading the league in touchdowns. He's leading the league in yards passing. Um, He's going to be pretty high in passer rating. It's just tough to look at passer rating even because you get, you know, guys like Derrick Henry who has a passer rating of 127. He had one attempt for (laughs) one completion and five yards and a touchdown. That's pretty good. Um, Yeah, Tom Brady, we'll call him fourth behind Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, and Matthew Stafford. Fourth in passer rating. And then QBR is kind of a fun one. Tom Brady is first in QBR in the NFL. QBR is like this all-encompassing stat. It's kind of similar to PER in basketball where they look at um, all of your all of your stats. In basketball, they're looking at your efficiency, shooting, free throws, three-pointers, all overall field goals, plus your assists, points scored per game, uh, rebounds, uh, steals, all that stuff. That's your PER. Uh, QBR is very similar. They're looking at down and distance. They're looking at time left on the clock. So there was a lot of situational football involved. It includes uh, your running plays as well as your passing plays. And Tom Brady is first in the entire league in that stat. He's clutch. The guy is absolutely clutch. Leads the league in touchdowns. Leads the league in yards passing. Um, He's probably top five in completion percentage. Again, if you take out the guys that don't count through like one pass, uh, Tom Brady is sixth in completion percentage. Um, 
I mean, it's unbelievable. And by the way, as I'm looking at this, another guy that I should mention for Offensive Rookie of the Year that, that will be considered is going to be Mac Jones, only because they're winning so much. I know he's not doing anything spectacular there, but quarterback play is so much harder uh, that, to come in as a rookie and do well at than it is for, say, Najee Harris at running back or Jamar Chase at wide receiver. Those are positions you can come in as a rookie and just start to pick it up and fit right in and do really well and be among the league leaders. And those guys are. They are. Um, and you're not going to see Mac Jones among the league leaders in anything of significance at quarterback. He is a little bit in passer, or excuse me, in completion percentage. That's why I saw it. He's actually third in completion percentage. But they've got him doing a lot of check downs, a lot of dink and, dunk, dink and dunks. Um, he's not throwing the ball downfield very, very much. He's not throwing the ball very much, period. I mean, had that game last Monday uh, against the Bills where he had like three pass attempts. It was like the fewest in the last like 50 years of football, something like that, 40 years. So I get that he's not doing anything super spectacular, but he is managing that offense and he is doing enough to get them to win games, even though their defense is, I would say, the best in the league. Um, he's getting the job done enough because you look at what's happening with other rookie quarterbacks, they're not getting it done. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, not getting it done. Um, Zach Wilson, not getting it done. Justin Fields, not getting it done. So um, Mac Jones will be considered for Offensive Rookie of the Year. You'll probably see him finish in the top three, I would imagine. But anyway, back to MVP. It's got to be Tom Brady. It's got to be Tom Brady. And what he's doing, it's just it's just truly blows my mind. And I was with some friends last night, and one of them asked, whose career would you rather have, Tom Brady's or Michael Jordan's? And my immediate reaction is to say Michael Jordan just because I prefer basketball over football, just slightly, just slightly. I think they're both just out of this world incredible sports, but I, I slightly prefer basketball over football. And I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. I grew up loving Michael Jordan, okay? I'm a big Tom Brady fan too. Um, but you start to think about it, and you're like, man, Tom Brady's done it for longer, and he's had greater success, arguably, from a team perspective than Michael Jordan did. He's been to 10 Super Bowls. Jordan only went to six finals. He's won seven Super Bowls. Jordan won six. And so from a team standpoint, Tom Brady's just, I mean, he's at the top of the top of the top, right? Seven and three in the Super Bowl. That's just mind-blowing. What's even crazier is that two of those losses are to Eli Manning and the Giants. But um, I don't know whose I'd rather have. The, the point is they're both phenomenal. One friend made the argument that, you know, he said, I'd take Tom Brady because Nobody disputes that he's the GOAT. People now dispute that Michael Jordan's the GOAT. And I said, yeah, that might be true. They're wrong. Michael Jordan is the GOAT, undisputably. Um, disputedly, undisputedly. Um, but 20 years ago, when Jordan retired, he was undoubtedly the, the GOAT. Nobody even questioned that for a second. So fast forward 20 years from now, I'm sure there'll be a Patrick Mahomes type, a Kyler Murray type, somebody who goes and wins a bunch of Super Bowls, Sets a ton of records. The game evolves. Records get broken. And they'll be like, this guy's the GOAT over Tom Brady. 20 years from now, mark my words, there'll be a quarterback that people are saying is better than Tom Brady. Right now, there's no question. There's no doubt. It's not Peyton Manning. It's not Joe Montana. It's Tom Brady, period, end of story. Um, but Jordan's been retired for 20 years. The game's evolved. A LeBron James has come around. So let's see. Let's see what, what people are saying in 20 years about LeBron versus MJ. Let's see what people are saying in 20 years about Tom Brady versus whoever the next guy might be. Um, but I would say that uh, I would take either of their careers 
um, because it's more fun than what I've been doing. <laughs> I love my life. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade my life for theirs, but I would maybe trade my career for theirs. <laughs> Not my overall life, but maybe my career. If I could go be a star quarterback or star shooting guard, yeah, that might be kind of fun. But okay, so there are my there are my predictions. Tom Brady for MVP, TJ Watt for Defensive Player of the Year, Micah Parsons for Defensive Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase for Offensive Rookie of the Year, and my Super Bowl matchup. I don't even ha- I've got my like sheet over here on this other screen. I don't even know who. I don't even know yet. I don't even know. Let's look at the standings. I didn't write anything down because I was like, I know I want to talk about it. I just don't know. The best teams we know are in the NFC, the Arizona Cardinals. The Tampa Bay Bucks, the Green Bay Packers, the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, these are the best teams in the NFL. All of them, NFC, NFC, NFC. The Cowboys, as much as I hate to admit it, are playing really, really well. But the Cardinals are ten and two. The Bucks are ten and three. The Packers are ten and three. The Rams are eight and four. The Cowboys are nine and four. I mean, those are some stacked teams over there in the NFC. And then in the AFC, of course, you have the Chiefs. They're coming on strong right now. They are surging. Uh, they've won six in a row. So the Chiefs at one point were three and four. They're now nine and four. To me, they have to be the favorites. In fact, I'm going to look. They have to be the favorites out of the out of the AFC. I mean, at one point, I thought the Bills might be it. Um, the Patriots, I've heard people talk about the Patriots. They're nine and four. I get it. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. They're not going to go to the Super Bowl. Mac Jones as a rookie quarterback, I don't see him doing it, what he needs to do to win playoff games. Maybe a playoff game but they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. Mark my words, count the Patriots out when it comes to reaching a Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. Um, the Titans are 9-4, and four, but again, headed in the wrong direction without Derrick Henry, so I don't see them as a real threat. Um, at one point, it looked like the, the Ravens had a chance. I don't see them as a real threat. And so I'm like, I, okay, I think it's still probably the Bills and the Chiefs, and you got to give the edge to the Chiefs. So in the AFC, which is much weaker... I'm going to say the Chiefs are the favorites, and I'm going to, and then the NFC, it's like, I don't freaking know. Probably still the Bucks. Probably still the Bucks. But let's look real quick at what the Vegas odds are because this is very fun, if I can even see it. Um, futures odds. Here we go. Super Bowl. Okay. Super Bowl odds. Buccaneers and Chiefs. I'm the man. Then Packers and Cardinals. And then they do have Patriots. They do have the Patriots as the second AFC team with the Bills being the third AFC team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it might line up that way because the Patriots will get a bye in the first round, potentially. They'll for sure get a home game, it looks like, at this point. But, yeah, Buccaneers and Chiefs. I would love to see a rematch of Bucks and Chiefs, and I'd love to see Tom Brady win one more. I personally love greatness. I'm not the guy that's like, I'm sick of them winning. Let's see something new. If, if, if there is the greatest guy of all time playing and you're alive, I want to see that because there's a good chance that 20, 30, 40 years from now, we still haven't seen the likes of Tom Brady. And so I love the fact that like I'm right here watching it all, you know, live and in person, well, not in person, on TV. Um, I like that. I, don't, I, I like that I'll be able to tell stories to kids and grandkids instead of listening to them, you know. I'll be able to just be like, no, 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 I watched him. That guy you're hearing about all the time, I watched that. I know he was better than this guy playing, promise. Um, so I want to see the Bucks do it again. I'm hoping the Washington football team can make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to do much damage, although last year they gave the Bucks the biggest run for their money. But um, I want to get into Jazz Talk th- uh, today. I'm going to save it for next week, though, because this stuff went a little bit uh, longer than I thought just because it was that, that much better than I thought. But I do want to say this, um, the NFL – 
Uh, I'm seeing on the same website they've got some rookie odds. I just want to see how well I predicted versus what Vegas is saying. So they've actually got... They've actually got, so they do have Jamar Chase and Najee Harris in the top three, but they're second and third behind Mac Jones. So Mac Jones right now is the odds-on favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year because of what he's doing in New England winning games. That's that's remarkable. I, I think it should be Jamar Chase, especially if he goes and has, he does have to have a couple more big games. I said that. He's got to have three or four more touchdowns and another one or two games of 100 yards plus receiving. If he does that, I think you'll see him leapfrog uh, Mac Jones especially if the Patriots can kind of come back down to earth and lose a couple games. Um, but that's what they have there for Offensive Rookie of the Year. And then they have uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year. This would be Mark, Micah Parsons in a landslide, which it is. Uh, Patrick Sertan, who's also the Dallas Cowboys, they have him there. Um, defensive Player of the Year. Here we go. I want to see where Micah Parsons ranks. Oh, yeah, he's low. So TJ Watt is the favorite to win it. Then they have Miles Garrett, then uh, Trayvon Diggs, that's a good one. Then Matthew Judon, very good. Aaron Donald, then Micah Parsons. So Micah Parsons is down one, two, three, four, five, sixth, sixth in uh, Defensive Player of the Year odds. TJ Watt being first. So I think I did pretty good. I did not look at those. I'm looking at them live after I made my predictions. I feel pretty good about that. Um, so we'll see how it goes. You guys are awesome. Please subscribe, and I'll see you next time. I am out. Peace. We got the Thanks for hanging with Simply the Best Sports Take. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out stbsportstake.com. Simply the best in sports.